For the next 30 or 60 days, we urge you to play this record every day. Play side one in the morning before you leave your home. Play side two in the evening. If you will do this, you will start the development of those traits in your personality that will enable you to make people like you, believe you, and trust you. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is No Spooks Allowed. I am at not underscore spooky. Have you gotten on the mines yet? Yes. I need to get on the mines. This is also NSA mod. On. There's no ads on? I don't even know. I mean, I like, I've used how do you, it. How do you read? How do you In read? my head, I was just thinking of something else to say. Oh, okay. Drainage! <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was a veiled reference to a movie we both watched, and uh, it was back when uh, Hollywood was still producing capitalist propaganda. Yeah. So. so, I mean, I would say, though, for, like, I know that we're going to talk about later, but it did try to create stuff that was kind of anti-capitalist, because he was so driven by the, the need to succeed. I guess. But, if you look at the underlying story, like, that's like very pro capitalist. Yeah. This is, by the way, there will be blood. Yeah. Starring Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, that's Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Oh, I'm an idiot. He's <laughs> like a chameleon. I can't tell him. Like the I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but he never looks the same to me. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, there's another movie that like eventually we should see is uh, which is Lincoln. Gangs, no, Gangs in New York. Gangs in New York. Yeah. Okay. Um, which one? Is he your favorite actor? Um, I would say over time, he's slowly grown to be my favorite actor. Interesting. Who would you, like, if I were to ask you point blank without having watched this movie recently, would you still say Daniel Day-Lewis? Um. Because mine's Scarlett Johansson. As an actor? I'm just kidding. <laughs> just wanted to see what you'd say. Um, I would say that, like, prior to him, like, prior to maybe having seen this movie in recent time, I would say maybe, like, Steve Buscemi's up there. Who? Steve. Oh, Steve Buscemi. I thought you said C.B. Buscemi. I'm like, who the heck is that? Um, I would say... Let's see. I would say Harvey Keitel's up there. I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, at this point, I feel like I'd be referencing a bunch of different movies, but uh, if you ever see the movie, I, I guess an easy movie to watch would be like Reservoir Dogs. Oh, okay. Um, you and my friend would have... Very similar. You and my friend would have very similar. Uh, Your undoxable friend. My undoxable friend. I uh, only have, I have, I have many friends. So yeah, but I, I would say that he is up there, just in because yeah. of the whole thing. But to kind of go back, um, this week. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of unplugged. Um, I mean, I slightly unplugged, but at the same time, it's just like, are you defeated about Trump? I'm still kind of a little bit perplexed because, like, I I'm mean, not sure if this is like sensitive information, but did you say you had money on it? Oh, uh, I did, and the person said I still have faith as well, so you could probably just keep it for a while. 
Interesting. Uh, I mean, so the weird thing is, Trump has a court case on the 22nd. On the 22nd? Yeah, with the Supreme Court. Interesting. And he tried to expedite it, but they wouldn't They wouldn't allow it. Hmm. So, it's one of those... There's speculations that Trump has died. I don't know about that. I don't think so either. But it's it's like... So, like, the thing that I find weird is that the... For the whole inauguration, they basically put a bunch of National Guards. So then at that point... The most po- I saw this Babylon Bee headline. Have you seen Babylon Bee? I'm aware of the website, but I, don't, I haven't seen... So, your- like, um, they're satirical. And mm-hmm. it was like, most popular president um, to be inaugurated behind fences aren't guarded by a National Guard. Mm-hmm. So it was just funny because, like, a popular president wouldn't actually need that. Well, so what I saw was, is just like... They basically barricaded the the whole capital, what have you, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, they then enlisted the national guard. But then they don't trust the national guard because they think that basically that they're so loyal to Trump. So they took away their ammunition, and then they took away their ammunition, and then at that point they had the FBI investigate all the members of the national guard in case any of them may still try and attack Biden. And then basically nothing came back. So then now they feel that the FBI is compromised. Who's so, they? Like basically the... the, the no, no, no. The Congress basically has gone into just like asking... Oh, yeah. Congress went full Q? Yeah. But in reverse. <laughs> oh, right. Anti-Q. Yeah. That, that could be like a barbecue sauce. Anti-Q. Yeah. But it, it's just like... I... I, I don't know what to consider because, I mean, like, nowadays it just seems like, once again, he still has that, uh, like, what happens in the Supreme Court, like, on the 22nd if sure. he if he's proven correct. What is he putting forth, do we know? Basically election fraud. Okay. Like, what evidence? Do we know that? The same. I mean, there is a website called Here's the Evidence. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so if you want to find the evidence, go to herestheevidence.com. Yeah. Or .org. .com. Um, but it's still, like, I would say that, like, it, it, it makes, it, it just seems like a very weird time period, because it's like, you you can read two different things, and most of it is just like, oh, like, another thing is like, that Trump has, like, no plans to either put a pardon on himself or anyone around him. I was talking to a volunteer the other day. Do you get those texts? Like, hi, this is, this is Jeannie from move on mm-hmm. I, you, I don't you don't you don't or you just don't engage i haven't since the election so i got i got a couple actually recently um and the first one was like will you call your senator to make sure they impeach or your house your representative to make sure they impeach uh trump and i was like why and i like to mess with them but then they just suck so bunch of lefties and but anyway um this this one she was like she was saying something about how trump might plan on stepping down from the presidency to allow um what's his name pence pence to have control to pardon him so he gets like a self-pardon which sounded like straight up conspiracy to me like conspiracy theory stuff Mm mm-hmm which I'm fine with. I'm I'm fine with conspiracy theories, as you know, by listening to the show. Um, but it's just odd to see, like, quote-unquote normies, mm-hmm. like, tapping into their conspiracy brains. 
the thing is, so like, I've seen some stuff where it's like, oh, there's going to be a nationwide blackout on the 20th, and then Trump is going to speak to everyone through emergency broadcasts, and then just like, as a result, then that's going to like bring in the National Guard, and they're going to arrest Biden because of that point. It's is not this Q? Uh, it's just people online just saying these things. And it's just like that. Disgruntled right wingers. It's not until Biden officially tries to take office that he has committed a crime. So then that's like the whole thing. But then I'm like, why is it always like the most absurd thing? Like, you could just say, like, hey, we have a court case on the 22nd. This is the most likely thing that could. could exactly. Like, this, oh, is, this is weird. Like, we're the crazy people talking sense. Yeah. Or see me to talk sense. But see, sense. this is where I, I, I go back to like the past year where it's like, I'm aware that like I, I involve myself in the conspiracy circles. But then, like, why am I, like, the one that's like, hey, like, this is, like, I think COVID is real. Interesting. I, and As then, you were giving me statistics earlier. Yeah. And it's just like... Which seems odd to me that it's, like, exactly, like, everyone that died of COVID, like, that's the perfect number. If you took it away, it'd be normal. Why? It just seems fabricated to me. Like, because some of those people that died of COVID were going to die this year anyway. Sure, but I mean, uh, this is unrelated, but like the CDC put out like numbers for like what 2020 were, like all the, the people that died in 2020 and how much uh, were related to uh, COVID. And basically as a result, there was a 12% increase in deaths over year over year, as opposed to the normal percentage between of one to, I guess between 0.5 to 1% normally. Sure. Like it just seems odd to me that if you took out however... It's 335,000? That roughly died, yes. Roughly. If you took out that, then we would be exactly on point. Like, as if they saw, like, they took their estimated numbers, and they're like, oh, yeah, and then they just chucked in the 335,000. I mean, the number has been variable between, like, 0.5 to, like, 1 point something. Like, I mean, I I went through all that, and, like, they fluctuate. Sure, I understand that, but, like, it... It still doesn't like compute in my brain how they like if you take out um, three hundred thirty five thousand, it would be exactly on point. Yeah, like that seems fishy to me. Because I mean, I think it was like the last one was like two eighty two, and then at that point, if you were to take out the uh, the three thirty five, it would put it at like two million eight hundred and like fifty like eight hundred fifty thousand, mm-hmm. which at that point would basically be like twenty five thousand more than previous. Exactly. So like, it just seems fishy to me. I, I was, because I can't get past the fact that some of these people that died of, like, how did the same amount of people die on top of the people that died that were most at risk? Like, these, like, I'm not saying that I wanted them to die or anything, but like, these people that died, some of them were going to die this year anyway, or last year anyway. So, what I saw, like, I guess maybe um, one thing is... Like, if they had had a 6% increase, and then, like, you took out 335,000, and it was, like, way below, like, what was projected, then I'd understand, like, it wouldn't seem as fishy, but... No, no. Numbers can be manipulated, is all I'm saying. I mean, I'm willing to agree, uh, we did not get to the million people that died within the U.S. that I was thinking. That's true. Uh, but at the same time, more than one is still bad enough. More than one? Yeah, more than one person dying from the disease is still a bad thing. Sure. Like, I'm not trying to discount the fact that people die. Like, yeah. I'm just questioning the government 
um, numbers being so like pristine, or maybe they're not pristine. Well, I wouldn't say that's an exact clean like three hundred and like. Right, but like, did you say they have a number of like, oh, if you took out the three hundred thirty-five thousand, it would be on. Yeah, like on if you were, if you were, yeah, it would be basically on track with what. So doesn't that like ring a bell to you? Like, isn't that odd to you? I mean, it, like if you take out the three hundred thirty-five thousand, then we're back on track for normal. But then that would be rates. basically just another condition that wasn't there prior that killed a lot of people. Sure. So like. Maybe all right, like, so like, let's say, all right, so earlier today, I saw an article saying that hot the hot pockets had to recall like, I think like it was like a million hot pockets because glass was inside of them. Goodness. So then I would say like, let's say if hot pockets did not get around to recalling them in time, and everyone had purchased what was out there, I mean that would be an extra million dead within potentially a million dead within the 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 U.S. population. Depending on how many people bought per household. Sure. So, like, that is just... But what I'm saying is some of those people would have died anyway. So, it wouldn't be an exact, like, million people that ate. Like, say it's, like, 100% death rate. Yeah. Some of those people were dying anyway. Okay. This year. Um, So, since some of those people were dying anyway, their death process was already sped up. You're not going to see a million people that ate Hot Pockets... Plus, whatever, whoever else was going to die. Those people that were going to die this but year. But wait, wouldn't that then, I guess, wouldn't that all then be accounted for under the whole co- comorbidity thing? Because if they were going to die, like, let's say high blood pressure. Was one, there a comorbidity one? I mean, I didn't look far into it, but I'm sure there was. Because, like, if the comorbidity things, like, that would probably explain it. But, but like, I, I, like I said, I'm not trying to discount the fact that people died. It just doesn't make sense to me that if you take out 335,000, the exact amount of people that died... And then you take that out, and then we're just on track for a normal year. Once again, for the record, I barely saw this statistic like five minutes before getting here. Yeah. So, uh, like, I just, I have issues seeing that number. Like, I'll look into it, and mm-hmm. I, I will try to find out. But it, it does have a section of saying, like, hey, these how many, this is how many people were expected to die this year. And then goes by state, and just kind of a breakdown. So, sure. like, it does have, I'm assuming, accountability for that. Um, um, have you also... So we like jumped way off of um, our first subject about the conspiracy mindset yeah. of um, the normie yeah. into how we're COVID. trying to speak um, truth to mm-hmm. <laughs> these in- interesting times. I I don't imagine that it what is being brought like put out there is 100% real. I feel that there's a lot of fan fiction being made to either increase views to their channel or like websites or followers what have you. Um but I I would say that I at least I I can factually point you to the Supreme Court and you can see on the docket that on the 22nd is the court case I can't pull you up a link that says the emergency broadcast is going to come out on the 20th. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I'm not hopeful. I, like, I don't really see how uh, he will get back in if he is inaugurated. Are they going to like recall the election and then recall the inauguration and recall everything and reinstall Trump? Seems odd. 
Like, I don't see it happening. Listen, if the Fantastic will happen and there is a way that he got an extra four years, I'm not going to be upset. Like, I'm going to be 100% forward, flag waving, what have you, outside. Sure. You're going to attach a Trump flag to your car? Sure. Really? I'll, I will go on Amazon, next day delivery, Trump flag. Amazon? I thought you boycotted Amazon. Once again, Fantastical. Oh, okay. If the, if the Fantastic happens. Yeah, like... Be happy with what you got. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so... You um, know, you, on a side note, I'm surprised that that's not been removed. That you can buy Trump flags still on uh, Amazon. I actually have a friend. Um, he has... His brother sells uh, Trump paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. But in the same... Uh, the same seller also sells uh, Black Lives Matter stuff. So, like... All of his Trump stuff was uh, suspended right after the riots, but has been has since been reinstated. Uh, I know someone that lost their Etsy account because of. Is that it, your friend that makes his T-shirts? Yes, and the the weird thing is that a lot of the stuff that he had put up was there since like the beginning of the year, but because it dealt with censorship and stuff like that, they've now like retroactively said like, oh, this, this has to do with the election. We're removing it. Interesting. And then just outright ban the account. So they're censoring an account that's calling out censoring. So yeah, hmm. playing your hand a little hard, maybe. I, it's. I think it's absurd. I. I don't get. Are you worried? In what sense? Like for yourself, being banned or censored or. No, I mean, like I, I've I've wondered about this. In reality, like my only concern is more you than me. Because yeah. Because I don't know if, like, if I were to, uh, I guess in a sense, get docs, I don't think that I would care too much. Whereas, like, I feel like for you it would be, like, a un... Like, I would not want my words put on you. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm relatively secure in where I'm at. Like, if I go anywhere else, I'd be more worried. But where I'm at currently, mm-hmm. I, I think I'll be fine. All right. But, like... You never know. Like, that to me is just, like, I, like, I have never, like, always kept the idea of, like, all right, well, like, don't do anything you dox yourself in that way, like, nothing happens to him. But like you said, if anyone really wants to, like, I don't think I was very safe, very careful in putting together the whole account. Like, I tried to do my best, but I'm not, like, savvy in how to not dox myself. But I, I would say. Or I wasn't. I feel like I am now, but. I mean, at that point, just close the account and start over. Rude. Um, But, I I don't know, it's just like, I am not too worried about myself, I, but I would say that I don't like what this means for the future, especially the idea that... But it's just what you thought was going to happen in the future actually coming to pass. I mean, yeah, it is not a great feeling. Right. And a lot of these, like, end of the episode, just going down a terrible, like, black pill thing. These are not things that I generally want to happen. These are just things that I see happening in the future and just like, well, we're screwed. Yeah, the monolith is quite real at this point in time. Yeah, the, the monolith uh, takes no prisoners. It is wanting to basically uh, be the boot stomping on your jaw like Jack Ma right now. <laughs> Has there been any updates on Jack Ma? That the Chinese government has decided to nationalize uh, Alibaba. 
But still no word from Jack Ma. No. He's still Somehow he, he agreed to turn his, like, multi-million, billion-dollar company He's, over. like, what, fourth richest man in the world? And then decides all of a sudden, you know what, I'll just give it to the Chinese government. Yeah, I like I'll, the Chinese power government. Power of attorney over. <laughs> Very odd. And then the media does not talk about it. Nope. Why would they? It's like the like one of the most richest influential like this guy can literally buy out this country if he wanted to and just like nah I'm just not even gonna talk about it. At least he's not the richest man. If we see Elon go the way Jack Ma did in America. I I think that Do you see that happening ever? I think Elon rides the fence too much in terms of being like ambiguous about what he means that I don't think that someone's gonna misconstrue him. Interesting. Oh, I, I think that he leaves a lot of stuff to be misconstrued and kind of ambiguous so that no one can outright say what he's referring to. Sure. Uh, Take the red pill. Like, I feel that he's just, like, just there. Like, I think that he knows some stuff, but Fence I don't Fence riders aren't useful. Yeah. So. I spit you out of my mouth. <laughs> Give me warm... Or, or give me hot or cold. Were you quoting Bible? Yes. Interesting. I never thought that would come out of your mouth. I feel like you've already quoted that before, though. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I've quoted Bible many times. Hellfire and Damnation. That's all I care about. <laughs> Do you want to go there? Uh, what? Hellfire and Damnation? No, I think that is more <laughs> like... I think that... So, if we're going to talk about Bible for a second. Okay. I think that... Hellfire and Brimstone, basically, Hands of God preaching needs to come back. Interesting. I You're tired I, of all the coddling? Yes, I, I don't see a reason. So you, like, enjoy Eli? No, Eli, I would say, is closer to Pentecostal. I, I don't, uh, I, like, <laughs> it's a lot of theatrics and what have you. Well, he was like, well, not everyone's going to be saved. I, I do agree with that. Same. Like, but I believe that's a choice on the individual's part. Yes. But like, so for me, I, I feel that the church nowadays is so concerned with membership that... The church in the grand Any set, church. Any church. The yeah. church is... Yeah. Okay. I thought you were referring to a specific church. No. Just the church in general. Just like... Is so concerned with membership that they have basically gone... You know what? I actually did... A episode of the original season, not your full on this concept, and then said, "Hey, you know what? Delete this." Interesting. Uh, but the whole thing was that I feel that the church is so concerned with trying to cater to people that would never have an interest, like catering to like to the gays, catering to like atheists or weird things. Like, you don't even have to believe in God. You can just still come here. Like you like just basically like trying to like just bow over in to such an extent like I, I think it's gross and not only is it gross but it's disingenuous to the people that genuinely believe so it's just like you're you're giving up to people that that generally care about what you're saying for people that will never attend your church never take you seriously and never actually even give you the money that you're actually is wanting at the end of the day so like I, I don't see a purpose I would say if you went back to the fire and brimstone, telling everyone they're going to hell, you will fill up all those seats 100% quicker. Interesting. Why do you think that is? Is it like human psychology that they want to be filling? Like, is it like some sadomasochist something or other? No, I think that people don't want to... 
Like, if you're going to church, you are acknowledging in some sense that I am a sinner and that I've, like, lost my way. You and, sound like Eli. <laughs> and that I need some form of guidance. And if I'm basically being told that whatever I'm doing is okay, then why even go to church? Interesting. I I don't necessarily... I, well, I guess I agree with the church aspect. And actually, you're spot on because everyone's... Um, turning into i'm spiritual but not religious yeah so and i guess that could be like a effect of them not preaching hellfire and damnation everyone everyone in some way at one point in their life looks up to to the sky and realize something is out there in some form of another i myself in a low spec in this thing like i don't necessarily need to believe in god but at least the idea that i am a infinitesimally small creature in the vast ocean of space is at least frightening. This is profound. So, as as a result, it's just like everyone tries to fill the void of what that spirituality is. But I think when you're then saying is like, hey, you know what we like? What leads to a person that is well rounded by having a good concept of like what good and bad is? And just say that doesn't even matter anymore. We can just basically live a life without any concern. Then it's just going to lead to people that are not going to a listen to you seriously, mm-hmm. and then b just like not really care about whatever message you would ever say. Sure. And instead, misinterpret every argument that you would say, like any conversation you say, as an argument against you. Interesting. This is. Um, a field I have not stretched my brain in. It's it's interesting though. I so in the the reason why I had brought this up was in relation to Jack Chick. I I don't know if you know who Jack Chick is. I do but, not. But Jack Chick he writes uh, Bible pamphlets. Okay. And they're always very aggressive. Hellfire so, damnation. Yeah. So it's essentially like the idea of like. You listen to like rock and roll music. It perverted the way that you thought, and as a result, it tarnished your relationship with God, and is more than likely going to lead you either to hell if you never accepted God, or take away from your rewards when you went to heaven. And then, or basically the idea of like, oh, you decided to like follow some like Eastern religion or what have you, and then just like stepped away from like God in general. And that's basically ruined your relationship with God. And it was always very aggressive, like, you need to come to Jesus. And as a result, because he was unrepenting until the day that he died, just saying, like, I'm not going to turn back on what I'm saying. Like, I don't believe in gay marriage. I don't believe in drug usage. I don't believe in rock and roll. Like, basically, like, steadfast in his belief that at that point, like, when he died, he died knowing that he, like, did not at all repent or basically give in to basically to get a wider audience like i know that he at least died a happy man he died in 2016 yeah interesting so but then but if you read a bunch of articles that came out everyone was happy that he died because he was so homophobic or what have you but to, to me the way that i view it is this guy stood by his beliefs and even in the face of like a time period that no longer like met with what he was I, I, to me, I think of that as, like, having incredible strength 
Because I think that the world will always try to change you and make you compromise in what you believe and to stay steadfast into your grave. It's kind of like the whole thing. Like, what is the point that you're going to die for your beliefs? Is it basically, like for me, I said, when the bugs come. But like, <laughs> but like, there has to be a point where you have to just say like, no, like I'm willing to lose money on what I believe in. I'm willing to lose like my financial security, all these things, but I'm going to remain strong. And for his thing, it was God. And he stood basically steadfast all the way. And I, like, I find that, like, admirable. Like, I'm not saying that I condone everything that he believes in, but I condone, I, I at least admire the fact that he was convicted enough to stay that way till the end. Interesting. I was looking at some of his cartoons. They're <laughs> strange. But I, I understand where you're coming from there. Like, um, I always want to be that person that... Um, can stay true to their beliefs mm -hmm. till death and hopefully I can do that so I don't know except my beliefs are always developing so I don't how do you stay true true to beliefs that are constantly developing I to me I audit myself and what I believe in and then I wonder how much of these are based on ideas that I believe in and how much of them are stuff that I have learned from someone else okay and it was like was I influenced by myself because I decided to research this and learn this? Or was I, am I just something what someone else is saying? Sure. And basically at that point is just to make sure that I'm at least consistent with myself. That I'm not just like going with the flow because I want to and just because I think that this is genuine. You're not blown about with any, with the winds of change? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. So, this has been an interesting episode so far. Election. Election fraud. Jesus. National Guard. COVID. Election fraud. Jesus. Ethereum. <laughs> I feel like you're all gung-ho about Ethereum. I mean... As I said, I don't know if I've told you... I've told lots of people like that want to get into crypto. Um, get into Ethereum. It's highly underrated. The top... Um, the top uh, cryptocurrency is Bitcoin, and it is at 30,000, five digits. The second one is Ethereum, and it is still under... At four. It's still at four digits. I still believe it will go to five digits. Uh, to me, it's more... Um, if you can get people to be aware of it, more more than likely they'll start investing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. But to, I guess, kind of go back, like, I I think that we live in an interesting time period, and I, I don't know how you, when you're trying to wade through a lot of the stuff that people are saying, and basically between, like, what is fact and what is fiction. You just don't. Just unplug. I, I wouldn't go unplug, because I, I, I think that... That's what I did, this week at least. Because I always wondered, like, man, like, what if, like, I'm sitting at, like, in bed one night, and it's just like, I just happened to turn on, like, my phone right when it's just like, there's a new coming, and it's just like, I got in my car and, like, basically started driving, and it's just like, well, like, what if, like, because I was just, like, on, like, radio silence, it was just like, I just missed that message. And just kind of like... Yeah, just disregard. Interesting. 
I feel like you would see something going is going on at that point, and then you'd be like, huh, I guess I should probably tune in. Or stop and ask someone, what's happening? I mean, I would imagine in the scenario that if that were to happen... I don't know if you've ever been in a situation... I guess I doubt it, but, like, if you've ever been uh, in, like, Times Square or anywhere around there doing, like, New Year's uh, Eve... Nope. Like, when it comes to 12 o'clock, you get no signal. Why? Because so many people are messaging each other saying, like, hey, Happy New Year, what have you, at 12 o'clock that like it jams all the lines so basically you're sending a message and it won't get to you for like maybe 20 30 minutes an hour later well that's what i'm saying like initially before the storm like people will get the updates and they'll be like oh and then when all the signals are jammed everyone will be in the vicinity and you just ask someone physically yeah but like what if i'm laying in bed and then at that point just like no everyone's trying to text me and it's not going to come through oh i see what you're saying yeah Interesting. I mean, I guess the closest thing that's ever happened, there was a un, unspoken disaster near here. Mm-hmm. And I it was relatively early in the morning. I tried to get in touch with someone, and I got through to them, but my coworker couldn't get through. Mm-hmm. Like, I got, I got in before the initial wave. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I mean... I don't know. I I just feel like I, I I'm maybe I'm just always that paranoid, but I never feel like I can tune out because I think an earthquake is ha- is going to occur, or not an earthquake, um, a volcano. In uh, Yellowstone. Yes. Because that's going to take out basically like the entire America. Yeah. And if it doesn't take out all of America, it takes out like the vast majority and takes down most of the infrastructure. Yeah. So, like, I at least want to, like, the minute that it just, like, starts rumbling, like, I want to, like, put... But if it's going to take out the majority of America, how are you going to escape? Like... There is a map online of what they predict that the triangle is going to, like, where it's going to explode, and I'm just going to drive away I am going to look this up. The expected... Trajectory of Yellowstone. And it's like, you pretty much got to drive to Florida. (laughs) Like, wherever you are, just drive to Florida and then just, like, head to, like, Miami. And, like, just don't look back. Just think of it like Sodom and Gomorrah and just, like, don't be Lot's wife. Just keep driving until you get to Miami. Interesting. There's literally nowhere that is safe in... Like, you could go either all the way up to New York. New York is, like, the first place. Mm-hmm. In the east, at least. But if this happens, isn't it, like... I don't think that you'll return back to normal. There'll be no going back to work the next day. <laughs> sure. So, it's uh, New York is the first state in the east. And then in the south... I guess, coming from the west, I guess the quickest way to go would probably be try to get to Mexico. Or someplace in Canada. Canada is, like, the places in Canada that you'd be able to get to are all, like, very rural and, like, if you're, like, Pacific Northwest, yes, you could probably make it up into Canada. Um, Listen, I like, if you're in Texas... 
uh, just it's basically all of Texas. No, the lower portion of Texas is. Safe. I mean, in the end of the day, I'm going to drive as far as I can, and I'm going to make as many illegal turns and legal speeding till I get to a destination where I feel that I'm comfortable. Oh, dang. Initial kill zone. So everyone within um, three quarters of Wyoming, everyone within the lower portion of Montana, and then nearly half of Idaho. And then... That's why you never live in... Once again, Idaho, once again, worst place to live. Have we? Have you said that before? We went back to it last week because they have potatoes, but you can grow potatoes anywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They have um, nothing to offer this country. And then, like, the very northern portion of uh, Utah, mm-hmm. uh, they is... Uh, and even then, like, even if you move beyond, like, that first blast... Well, that's the kill zone. Like, you're dead. Yeah. Immediately. But, like, but the second the half hot is... Ash, hot ash zone yeah. is next. And that's... Pretty much a good chunk of the country. Though. Yeah, that's all of Montana, all of Wyoming, all of, except for the very tip of Idaho, uh, half of Washington, or is that Oregon? That's Oregon. Half of, half of Oregon, half of Utah, minus the little sliver that is the kill zone. And then it all dissipates out into raining ash through the entire nation, like... That's insane. Yeah, so... Like, not the entire nation. I'm sure there's, like, entire nation. And that's going to disrupt weather patterns. That's going to disrupt everything. Yep. So. So. That's scary, dude. Is that, like, your big fear? Is uh, that, like, your number one natural disaster? Because uh, I'm, I'm more scared of, like, a big earthquake. No. You don't think? Nah, what is an earthquake going to do? Just, like, shake your all your cans of soda? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know, but, like, if it's, like, a... I was in geography, geology class or geography. I don't know what it is. It's one of the geos. Like there's a certain type where it will like shear and then like a mountain face will fall off and crush. But that's like, I guess, yeah, volcanoes are more scary. Yeah. Volcanoes are definitely more I mean, scary. Based on, based on sheer impact. Like I am more afraid of being unable to run away from like literal falling fireballs Versus having all my cans of soda disrupted. <laughs> I feel like you're making light of uh, earthquakes. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, uh, dang. Uh, that's more incentive to move to the outer portions of America. Go move to uh, Maine. I don't know if I want to start the Maine project. I think I, <laughs> the I, what? The Maine project. I'm kind of... Pointing towards the Montana project as the idea. Montana is literally all hot ash zone. But I, but then a part of me is just like, all right, well, you, you probably just die immediately, and you don't notice the difference. Well, if you're in the lower portion of Montana, yeah. How about Texas? The lower portion of Texas, all free, all good. Mm, I don't know. You don't like Texas? Well, it's more of that at this point. Like all the the blue cities are just moving there. That's true. Uh, lower portion of uh, Louisiana, I'd be down. I visited there before. Mm. I don't know if I can deal with Cajun food. Oh yeah, like when I was there, that's literally all there is to eat there. Like if you go out, we found one Italian restaurant 
and we ate there because we were like freaking greased out by all the all the food there. So, uh, but I, I think at this point we're kind of um, straying from our subjects. Yeah. Interesting. So with that, uh, super volcanoes are bad, and I hope we don't have to experience one. Uh, so with that, we saw a movie this week. We saw there will be blood. We referenced it briefly in the beginning. Yes. And uh, NSA mod over here believes that it is the last, the last of an era, the last uh, capitalist positive movie. I mean, I would say that there's no way that someone doesn't watch this movie and then walk away from it thinking, like, capitalism has its advantages. Like, I mean, the guy was a guy, like, uh, the character in question, Daniel Plainview, was a guy who grew up in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin, moved to California, picked himself up by his bootstraps, and then basically built himself an empire. This is a fictional story. Based on... Uh, this is like Sinclair or... Upton Sinclair's uh, oil. Or Rockefeller's. Sinclair? Upton Sinclair's story okay. of oil. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. I mean, it's. I would say it's a still like a true, like, just inspirational story. Is like, this top 10 favorite movies? Mm, top I would, 15? I would say top 100. I would say there's other movies out there because, I mean, I'm more artsy-fartsy. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> Uh, I would say this movie is still like a really good movie to at least watch. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not into the artsy fartsy stuff, mm. but I can understand the artsy fartsy stuff. And this wasn't necessarily artsy fartsy at all. I mean, it was. I said artsy fartsy too much. It does require a. Because I was talking to a coworker today, mm. actually, and he's like, he saw it and he's like, that movie sucked. Mm. It was so slow and like, I did watch it at 1.5x. I watched it about seven times at its normal speed. You watched it seven times in a couple days? No, no. I just joking. I watched it twice within the last week. Oh, so you basically got it, like, memorized. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about it, but so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed... I didn't understand the very first. Why didn't he just, like... Why didn't... The, it's not spoiling, right? Because I'm talking about the very first scene. I mean, even that is still like a decades old movie. If you were going to watch this, press pause now and come back to it after you're done. I just have issues now. Um, no, I mean we we made the disclaimer. There you go, free yeah. spoilers. So, um, like, why didn't he just get out quicker? What do you mean? Like, I would have. Oh wait, he did get out quicker. I I was thinking he got injured in the blast, but he he got injured when he's going back down in. Yeah. Never mind. I just misremembered. Yeah. So he set dynamite on the bottom and then climbed to the top, and couldn't then, get his tools out. Yeah, but on his way to go get back his tools, the ladder fell. Yes. The ladder failed. So I mean, it would have happened to him eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Um, formulate my like review of it based on my worldview. Mm-hmm. So my unbiased, uh, not unbiased, I'm biased. My biased opinion is that um, this showcased the possibilities of what could happen in a wild, wild, 
Wild West situation with no government involvement and people cooperating with one another. To a certain extent. I mean, he did compete with uh, Standard Oil in, uh, in U.S. It didn't really, like, compute, though. Like, it didn't ever register. Well, I mean, he he realized that he was going to get a fair deal at one, so he went with the other. Sure. So was that um, meeting he had with those guys where he's like, don't tell me how to raise my boy? Yeah. Who is that with? Standard Oil. That's Standard Oil? Yes. Okay. And then eventually he drove a spike through a table that was with U.S. With U.S.? Yes, U.S. Oil. Oh, U.S. Oil. United Oil. Yeah. Which is U.S. Oil. So, because he decided to go with the pipeline idea. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, is U.S. still affiliated with the government then? I just think it's, I mean, I think it's just a name. Okay. So, because what I'm trying to do is formulate a positive opinion on, like, I have a positive opinion of capitalism, but I'm trying to, like... I just view it as two different competing like companies, and he chose one that was going to not incur shipping rates or what have you. Sure. And basically saw, like, all right, well, this is going to be the... the a one-time pipeline fee, yeah. installation fee, and then you have that pipeline for yeah. minus maintenance. But I can't imagine maintenance was very much. Um, there's very, um, there was a very ANCAP moment when... Um, He's talking to his boy. He's like, I only used you as a cute face to sell, to get like, <laughs> goes back to like Ancas being like child slave traders, basically. So, mm-hmm. I, it is a. Is that moral or immoral? Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's immoral. I would say it's just more like, I mean, think about like uh, any company with a mascot. They feel that this represents them. Sure. I, I mean, if you had to see the boring, stodgy people that are, like, behind the CEOs, like, you're not going to sell anything with them. Sure. If you see, like, a cute mascot, like, like what you call, like, Disney. Yeah. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. It is, like, 100% better than the people that are on top that are basically, like, also shilling terrible things to your children. Sure. Makes sense. Um, do you believe... It was intended for him to be portrayed as going insane? I don't think that he went insane. But do you feel like that was... Because surface level, as he's going through, like he does uh, increasingly like more heinous things. Okay, what do you mean by heinous? He kills people. And then, so like, he goes about swindling people in the first place. He knows there's oil, and then he goes to the family and basically gets it for free i mean so like that could be portrayed as heinous and then not heinous as like a misdeed but is it heinous because i mean like if you didn't know what the value of oil was and i was like hey i'm going to buy like i'm offering you a deal on it like you don't know what the long-term like value of that is sure like it's one of those things where, like, if I if I knew what the value of something was and I you and I knew you were having it, I'm not gonna then tell you like, hey, oil could eventually basically be useful for like trains and all these other things. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I mean, it's like I guess buyer beware. Sure, and like that's honestly the. I feel like that's a hinging point of pro capitalism versus those that are anti capitalism. Like, mm. in capitalism, you might get screwed. Like, 
that's a large possibility. And then those that are anti-capitalist don't. But everyone was also compensated. Was Eli ever compensated? Eli was not compensated. That's but, what I thought. Like, all right, Eli and the church was never compensated, and then you can say, all right, that is immoral per se. But it did also bring congregation to his church, so you could say that he did benefit eventually. Sure. Oh yeah, there's always the unseen consequences and the seen consequences too. So yeah. Um, but like, then he goes and kills um, the man that was pretending to be his brother, Henry. Henry, but like. Was that necessary? Like, was it considered, like, would it have been considered just? In my eyes, no. But, like... But at the same time, that is a different time period. Sure, it is a different time period, but, like, I'm just say, I'm speaking morally. I Would I say that it is a good thing to have done? No. But at the same time, someone that was an imposter to such an extent, like, that you... Pretty much treating them like family, and mm-hmm. then they outright lie to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the the one thing that he found most precious about above all, beyond money or anything like that, was family. Was it though? Like, yes. Uh, to me, that is the thing that he valued the most. Like it, actual it, family, because he, he abandoned, he quote unquote, abandoned his son. But it wasn't actually his son. But at the same time, it was, like, what was the reasoning behind it? Like, he felt that when taking him to California would be in his best interest because he had no real way of communicating. Mm -hmm. Like, he he made sure that he was taken care of where he was Mm -hmm. and basically brought him in. Like, he, he had no real, like, obligation to take care of this orphan. Sure. And treated him like a son... Until the son decided to be his competitor. Interesting. But like, and then at the very end, I guess maybe he didn't go insane. He just rage filled. I mean, he's not. And he he gave impressions of that in the movie throughout. He's a man filled with anger. Yep. And he hates he hates uh, most people. Yeah. And wants to be far away from all of them. Yeah. And hence why you related to him. <laughs> I I think that... I feel like his reasons for hating people are different than your reasons for hating people. I mean, in the end, so... Still hate, uh, hate for people? Mm-hmm. We're fellow travelers. <laughs> Isn't that like a communist saying? No. No. At least my, my interpretation of that came from Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I've heard it a lot in the libertarian movement, but I just recently saw something that was like, um, like the hardcore Bolsheviks and the um, uh, like communists, like the true communists, mm. like they called each other fellow travelers, and then but then the Bolsheviks ended up killing like the communists. Mm-hmm. So I I thought it was no, I, I thought s- you might have knowledge that I did not. No, it was, I had saw that um, when it came to, someone was asking Milo about, like, really, um, like, right-wing people, what have you, and his thing was just like, we're just fellow travelers. I mean, there's things you agree on with other people, doesn't mean that you're a part of their group, you just, you have points that you agree on. What do you think it is that differentiates right-wing from left-wing? Like, I would say that... For fundamental purposes, like... I think right wing in general basically is so 
determined on the self that like like the Randian kind of absorption yeah. himself. You're gonna have to explain that one to me. Oh, you haven't read Atlas Shrugged or I, I read like a chunk of it. I have not finished it. Interesting. So the like selfishness is a virtue. Like I don't disagree with that. Focus on yourself. I I disagree in that um, branding wise. What she what she intended me to it is like self care, like putting yourself first mm. is not a bad thing, because in the end it's going to benefit society. Okay. Um, but um, that's what I was saying. Like, is that what you mean by self? I would say. Oh, is it like what you're saying is individualism versus uh, group hive mind? Yeah, like I would say that uh, liberals and leftists, for the most part, like. I mean, think about, like, Democratic Party. It is Black Lives Matter. It is, like, um, what do you call it? Uh, I guess, like, the environmentalist movement. It's a mixture of, like, hundreds of different, like, small splinter groups that all have united. I mean, unions, things like that. Mm -hmm. Teachers groups. They've all united under the idea of being together to get what they want. Whereas the conservative or like right wing half mm. is has no problem basically ditching one side of it to get ahead because they only are concerned about their particular projects and that's it so like the tea party movement is never going to be coinciding with the neocons sure and vice versa makes sense i don't know where that came from but like um you, uh, the whole fellow travelers thing. Fellow travelers. Where did that come from? Because I I had said, because um, you had said about the whole me and him being hateful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fellow travelers. I got you, I got you. I remember that. Mm. Trying to recap for the void, just in case. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I wasn't actually trying to recap for the void. I was lost. <laughs> but I, I do feel that, like, there is a lot of, I mean, for the most part, I do think that he is still kind of an inspirational character in the ability. Like, he didn't need to be liked. He, like, it's not like he... He, uh, he didn't crave that. Yeah. Like, what he craved was the ability to be, like, independent and basically know that his success was his own. Like, he didn't really... If, if you think about it, like, he built the means of production. He built the pipeline. He did... He, Seized the means of production. Like, he... But, well, Caesar, wouldn't I mean that he took control from someone else? No, I, I was just joking. <laughs> but, like, but like he built the pipelines, he built the derricks, he went into the mines. Like, he built every part of it for the most part. Like, so, He was injured in his first attempt. Yeah. Or in his first successful attempt. Like, he scratched the dirt, like he said. Like, mm-hmm. so it was just... I, I think that in the end, like, he is the... Like, what would happen if a blue-collar worker struck gold, in a sense? Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Which is, like, where I feel like the that part pretty much defined him when he was saying, like, what am I going to do with myself? Like, his work defined him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Up until the end. Yeah. How do you interpret the end? I interpreted... Uh, like, the very end? Like, did he face repercussions? Like... I, I think of it as what would be the criticism towards capitalism, which is... It drove you to kill. 
No, he got what he wanted of being successful, but he didn't have what he originally wanted, which when he was saying earlier, it was like, he wanted that house, and the first like the thing that he first imagined was having children running around. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's close to resembling a child told him that he's effectively moving to a different country and never coming back. Mm-hmm. So just like, that dream was basically just ripped from him later that earlier that day. So it's like, what did he have left? Like, he, he had this huge mansion and no one to share it with. Interesting. He had his own bowling alley. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He in, massive... which, in which he uh, <laughs> proceeded to use a bowling pin to smash the skull of Eli. Yeah. I mean... Which, which was wh- very intense. I was like... What do you have left at that point? Like, you kill your last enemy. You're like, you got nothing. Sure. Do you believe that he would have faced... Like, if they had just continued the story further? Mm-hmm. After two hours and 38 minutes, would he, uh, that's how long the movie was, yeah. if you're wondering. Um, if he had, if they had decided to continue this story, and um, would he have faced repercussions, and would he have gone quietly? I think that he would have accepted it and gone to jail. Like, because I think that, like, when there were setbacks, he accepted Like, when people died in his crew. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Interesting. Like, but I, I think that would it felt remorseful over killing Eli? No. Oh. Those are probably like the most intense parts of the movie when he was confronting Eli, and I wonder why that is. Because like, he's like the perennial thorn in his side. I understand that, but like, but he's I, not really that much of a thorn in his side. But in if you think about it though, Eli is the mirror to him. Okay. What uh, Daniel is really effective with is using his word to manipulate people. Eli, equally as a preacher, was able to use his word to manipulate people. So the skills that Eli had, he immediately saw through Eli. So it's one of those things where like... Yeah, he was like, you're a a vessel of the Holy Spirit. You should come heal my boy. Yeah. Stop when are you going to come to my house and hear my boy? That's That was intense. <laughs> and I was like, goodness. Slapped but him. then he... he his face in the dirt. He got his revenge twofold. A, to murder him. And then B, to explain drainage. <laughs> drainage. <laughs> drainage! <laughs> Sorry, Void. I will hopefully normalize that so it's not... The ear splitting. But it, if you do you remember why I brought this up? Uh-huh. It was in regards to China. Interesting. China drank our milkshake. And that's what I had said like two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> I remember now. And it was just like. But if I have a straw. <laughs> it goes all the way from over here into yours. And I drank your milkshake. And. But that's what they've done. It's like they they have figured out a way to basically siphon all our money and essentially... In- drink our drainage, and they're going to bash our heads in with a bowling pin and say drainage. It's only, it's only a matter of time. The whole time, right? Yeah, like, think about it. It's like they... I've been actually hearing a lot about China, and it's, like, scary because putting aside... Um, because what there is to be outraged about is many. Mm-hmm. It, is much. 
But if you put aside what there is to be outraged about, they're playing to win. And they're going to win. But, just, see, this is kind of what I'm saying, is that, Amer- like, they have played, like, oh, shucks, like, oh, we, we got, we're terrible, like, we got nothing going on over here. But it has been 50 years of calculated taking away our intellectual properties, taking, basically, investing in all our enemies and also investing in all our resources, basically saying, who cares to what you care about, like, slavery, and just, like, colonizing Africa all over again because they want all those resources. And at this point, just, like, if if you were playing, let's say, Civilization, at this point, they have gone and conquered... Like, all the agricultural routes, they have conquered the spiritual routes, and basically now they're just, like, destroying you in the mili- on the cultural route, and they got the army. It Let's is just come o- back to our uh, first or third episode, Critical Theory. That, but to me, I kind of thought about this as going back to the episode as the love letter to capitalism. Oh, I remember that episode. Yes. Good times. That was a while ago. So, China drank our milkshake. Yeah. I could go for a milkshake right now. So. If you had to have a milkshake, what flavor? None, because uh, I stopped. Oh, right. well, assuming that you could have a milkshake. I mean, it would typically be chocolate, but. Really? I. I like strawberry milkshakes. <laughs> no hate, no hate. Um. If someone wanted to watch, I would recommend looking up a channel of what I learned. And it talks about your body and ingesting sugar and what it does to your, like, liver. And that have mo- Is this including natural sugar? Yes. Really? That essentially your body... More than likely, a good chunk of Americans have, like, non-fatty liver disease. Or fatty liver disease. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. That's what I meant. From sugar? Yes. Oh, that's the thing I need to watch still. I haven't watched that yet. Yes. Okay. I will watch that later, and we'll talk about it on the next episode. It, it to me, at least, changed my perspective. Is that, is it similar to how come you don't use microwaves? I would say that I'm still going to consume sugar, but it is going to at least make me second guess myself before I do it. Like, I'm not going to consume mass quantities of sugar like I would have in the past. Interesting. But I would say... Because I would dare say I am an addict to sugar. And I, and I think that's an addiction that people should try and break. Interesting. Here's an example of something. I, I like... Huh? It was like a couple of months ago. I was like, uh, you compared me to Thrice? Oh. Creed. The lead singer for Creed. Okay. Oh... <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. Because I was like, slave to nothing but sugar. Um, I've come to realize recently, in the past couple of seconds. So, but I would say that I'm not going to go back to, uh, like, I would never use a microwave or anything. And if I found out, like, say, if I went to a restaurant they use a microwave, I wouldn't eat there. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So most fast food places? I, wait, like where? Burger King. I don't eat there to begin with. Uh, Wendy's. I don't eat there. But where where would they use a microwave? They use it to melt the cheese. I thought they just spray cheese. No. They have like the little, like... I've seen them put it in the microwave. 
Maybe it's just the ones I was going to. Are you sure that's not just like a Maybe it's toaster special. oven? Maybe it's something special. I don't know. It could be a toaster oven. Could be. Um, Subway. That's a toaster oven. Yeah. Quiznos. Also a great toaster oven. I don't like Quiznos. I think Quiznos is great, and I think that people should buy out that technology before they completely dissolve as a company. Is it, is it special technology? It, it's not special technology, but basically the whole thing is that it puts it on a conveyor belt, so it's evenly toasted throughout. Okay. So Doesn't, like, Costco have that for their pizzas? I've never been to Costco and ate there. What the heck, dude? But... Sam's Club? No. I've not been into any Sam's Club. Have you been into, like, um, any pizza place? Because most pizza places have those conveyor belts that are, like... I've never seen it as a conveyor belt. I've seen it as an oven. I'll have to find a video for you and send it to you. So... But, yeah, like, I would say, like, I'm not going to go back to sugar. Like, I, I would say, like, I'm not... I would consume sugar, but no longer in the quantity that I've ever consumed it before. Okay. Like, I didn't think twice about it back then. At this point, I would be, like... Even, like, fruit. No, there's a difference, and he explains it in the video. That's what I'm saying, natural sugars. When you... Well, I mean, he does also give the explanation, like... If you think about, like, when you have a smoothie... Um, like, you're basically grinding four apples. You wouldn't eat four apples in one sitting, but yet that's basically how much you're consuming in a drink. I'd eat four apples in one sitting. Jesus. Um, but, like, for me, I, like, the, the whole thing is, like, I would be really cautious and kind of would suggest people to, like, let me just think twice. You don't need sugar that much. I would say the sugar manipulates the way that you think. Interesting. I will watch that documentary. Or what is it called? What I Learned? It, that's the name of the YouTube channel. I will watch that episode on What I Learned. Yeah. But uh, I, it, I, would, I would say this. All the food that is available commercially has been manufactured in some way or another to trigger all the pleasure principles within your tongue so then that way it makes you addicted. Like, so you feel good genuinely. And that is a trick you to continue to buy it. Like, it is making this weird addiction, and then you wonder why obesity just, like, has run rampant. Interesting. Because I do... Now that you're saying all this, like, I realize... Because just on, like, Saturday, I was like, I just want fast food. Like, yeah. I like I just want Wendy's. It's a cheap comfort food. Yeah, it's freaking delicious. Tell you someone... Makes it terribly, and then you're just like, "Why am I doing this?" Like when you get, I get to have that happen, actually. Like you get, like you buy a box of like whatever burger you want, and then the burger's here, and then the cheese is like halfway out, like wrapping around the bun, and just like, "Why did I pay for this?" <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so I would say I would recommend. Uh, there will be blood. Mm -hmm. It's very good. What do you unexpected? What do you want to watch for next time? Uh, I watched this movie called Synchronic. It's pretty cool. Uh, you know Resolution. Yes. And have you finished watching? No, bro. <laughs> uh, same directors. It's not as good as Resolution or the other one. But did they come out with a new one? Because no. I so it was like twenty twenty. Uh, twenty nineteen. 
Okay, because I didn't, I hadn't heard of that one. Like it barely came out, and like it was supposed to come out in twenty nineteen, got delayed, and then COVID hit, and then they barely released it in like November into theaters, and now it's about out on uh, Amazon mm. and whatnot. It was pretty good. Uh, I don't think there's much there to talk about um, for a show. I was just saying recommendations. I enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, okay, so then. For a recommendation, if you want, uh, we could hop back into Alex Jones, or we could do um, some other controversial figure. We could watch some stuff about Gaddafi. I don't know. Um, okay, what's a topic that... Oh, yeah, you know what? Um, King Corn. King Corn? Yes. Okay. Uh, I would say that at least it kind of goes back to the topic that I was talking about. I mean, this is going to be like a very mainstream documentary. Sure. Like, you're... I enjoyed when we did The Corporation, which was a mainstream documentary. Yeah. So. So, I would say like this is going to be like a pretty mainstream documentary. You're not really going to get anyone saying like, oh, this is like baloney. Um, Basically, the whole thing is about that in the 1970s, um, Richard Nixon uh, hired... um, I forget, it was like, for the food administration, he hired Earl Butts, and, Butts, he, to basically, he told him, the farmers of America, stop producing everything else, and then just go big on corn, and just like, that's, to produce all that, and as a result, uh, corn just was mass produced, and we then had to figure out hundreds of ways to kind of like, now we got all this corn. What do we do with it? So then that less le- rise Cheetos because they're <laughs> corn products. That led to the invention of uh, like high fructose corn syrup. We then started giving it to cows and then fattening them up. Oh. Um, we, like basically, are you spoiling the documentary? No, because it, it, this is just like you watch the first five minutes and it just talks okay. about it. Um, but the the real crux of the movie is that they. They buy, like, a square footage of, like, farmland, and then... That's something we didn't talk about. Bill Gates and his megacities. Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. He's buying a acreage. Oh, yeah. That was um, Bill Gates. Yeah, that's what I thought. That he is buying up uh, acreage throughout America, the, like, unused land. So then at that point, basically, eventually forcing everyone into megacities. Which goes along with King Corn, somehow, by using acreage that should be used for other stuff. Well, <laughs> the thing that they did was they bought an acreage, and their whole thing was they wanted to trace the the, 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 the small uh, amount of corn that they bought, and they wanted to trace it throughout the entire food system. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, um, until next time, stay safe. The nation that makes a great distinction between the scholar and its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools.
masses, whoever they are. You talk, talk, talk about the 